Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music-obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Vivian. My name is Maddie. So this is episode 90, and as always, we'll start with our Song of the Week segment, and Maddie, kick us off. Alrighty, so my Song of the Week this week is called Why Don't You Touch Me by Leon Bridges. So if you don't know who Leon Bridges is, he's a soul R&B artist from America. Um, I've been listening to his music for a couple of years now. Um, the first single of his that I discovered, I think was called river and it's like an absolutely gorgeous song. The one thing that I really, really love about Leon is his vocals. He's got such a gorgeous, like rich, rich tone and it's so beautiful listening to him sing. Um, and this song is like no different. Um, so it's called, why don't you touch me? And it's basically about like this relationship that's sort of, um, these two people who are like drifting apart and they haven't really talked about anything and um the protagonist is kind of like wondering why this person like doesn't want to touch him doesn't want to like sort of talk about anything like nothing's being said and they're sort of just like drifting away and he's just confused um so it's a really really like beautiful um like beautiful lyricism in the song um and it's just really sort of slow and there's a lot of like really mellow guitar um works in there because he's also a guitarist um so yeah all of his songs have like some really really nice guitar parts and this one's no difference it's just very it's like this really soft like ballad it's really nice yeah it's so pretty and i like that like as you're explaining what the song's about it's such a specific feeling and specific like moment in a relationship or whatever that i feel like you don't really hear about in music like yeah like sort of what's popular and everything which i think is really cool when artists sort of take a very specific emotional feeling or moment like that and can put it so beautifully into words and make it accessible for everyone to listen to and yeah like leon bridges his voice is just it's so it's just like butter when you listen to it yeah it's just so beautiful and yeah it's such a cool song it's really like it takes you back to like that old timey soul sound 100% like all of his other songs like um like there's this track I think it's called like um I don't know it was off his like last album I'm gonna find it because it's gonna bug me that I don't know what it is um it's like bad bad news I think oh yeah 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 bad bad news that's it it is like super super soulful and there's like this like really like um symbols along the whole way yep. it's just so so lovely and i just love his music it's so nice so please listen to it it is why don't you touch me by leon bridges vivian what is your song of the week this week so my song of the week this week is called cherry flavored stomach ache by heim so yes heim's back as you guys know we <laughs> love heim here we do we do <laughs> we may be obsessed um but yeah this is their first I guess, new material since their album, Women in Music Part 3, unless you're counting the release that they did. Um, But yeah, it's for, they they released it for a Netflix movie that just came out. I think it's called The Last Letter from Your Lover. And apparently, as I was doing some research for this song, the director of that movie, like, handpicked time to write a song specifically for a very specific scene in the movie. So, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, like so that. apparently it plays... I haven't seen the movie, but apparently it plays in this really important scene in the movie, which is cool. Um, 
because I feel like with a lot of like movie soundtracks, it's very sort of randomly put together. Like I don't really yeah, think. Yeah, definitely. Like in in terms of like actual songs, not the actual score. Um, but yeah, it's such a this is such an interesting take I think for Haim because I think it's quite different from what we expect from them in terms of the production like it's quite heavily produced there's there is a really pretty sort of guitar um riff that goes along and really drives the song forward but apart from that like I just don't think it has sort of the typical Heim production elements in it but in saying that I think what makes it very Heim is like the compression on the vocals that sort of very blase tone that Danielle has and then of course like you've got like the other sisters chiming in like with like speaking with their speaking voices which is very Haim and yeah it's just such a fun like summary type of song and yeah I I really really like it yeah it's nowhere near as like country vibes as a lot of the recent stuff has been which is cool because like it's definitely interesting seeing like this side of them and um, like writing for something rather than writing from their own experiences, mm. I guess. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like I overall, I don't like love the song, but I think it's still like really, really good. Um, and like, if you're a fan of Haim, like you'll definitely find something in it that yeah. you'll enjoy. 100%. So, yeah. yeah. And it's not a very long song. I think it's only like two and a half minutes. Um, yeah. So it really does fly by. And I've listened to it a lot. It's probably going to be on my like on repeat Spotify <laughs> playlist. You know how Spotify has that. We'll take bets now. Yeah. <laughs> how long it stays in there. Um, but yeah, it's it's such a cool song and I definitely recommend it. Please check it out. Uh, so that is my song of the week this week. Cherry Flavored Stomach Ache by Haim. So now we'll take a break from our song segments and we'll go into our what's trending and Maddie has a very important topic. This is very pressing info, guys. (laughs) So I know we wouldn't we said that we wouldn't chat about Halsey unless we absolutely needed to. Um and we absolutely need to this week. Because her baby's been born. I'm so, 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 so excited and happy and screaming inside. Um, but I have an article here from The Cut. Uh, written by Olivia Evans, and the title reads, Halsey's new baby just dropped. (laughs) What a title. (laughs) I know, amazing. Okay, so, the article. Congrats to Halsey and her screenwriter boyfriend, Alev Aydin, who recently welcomed their first child together, Ender Ridley Aydin. Gratitude for the most rare and euphoric birth powered by love, Halsey wrote on Instagram, referring to Ender's name, a Turkish word meaning rare. Halsey announced her pregnancy a little over six months ago, about two years after she said that she would be freezing her eggs to ensure her fertility. The singer has been open about her struggle with endometriosis, a medical condition that had resulted in her having several miscarriages. In a subsequent Instagram story, Halsey told her fans that her pregnancy was 100% planned and that she tried very hard for this baby. So the photos are gorgeous. They're beautiful. So precious. And that is such a cute name. Oh. I love that. I love that it means rare in yes. Turkish. I think that's adorable and so fitting. Mm. Oh, 100%. And I think it's really special that, like, throughout the pregnancy and obviously with the birth of Ender, I think that um, it's really cool that Halsey has been really sort of embracing, like, the Turkish traditions, obviously because Alev is Turkish. And I really think that's really special because then this baby is going to grow up sort of having those Turkish traditions 
in in its household so yeah it's so 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 cool to see that this has finally happened for them and i'm just so happy and the photos are so cute i know they're adorable every single time (sighs) i like the other day there was like a photo of ender on her instagram story and i was like screaming into it i was like oh my god this baby is like the cutest thing ever i know and i think it was yesterday or the day before they posted a um a photo of ender and it was wearing an a24 shirt the the movie yeah 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 um, studio which i was just like oh my gosh of course <laughs> so cute so adorable but yeah we had to let you know about that update guys yes of course obviously third week in a row with our horsey <laughs> updates will we keep going until the Who album knows? Who knows? <laughs> we'll have to say something every week oh goodness but anyway moving on yeah moving on from horsey um we have a another topic and this is specifically about miss taylor swift So I have an article here from Variety and it's written by Chris Willem and it says Taylor Swift releases alternate version of The Lakes for Folklore First Anniversary. Taylor Swift has celebrated one year past since the the release of her Grammy winning Folklore album by giving fans an anniversary gift, an alternate original version of the bonus track The Lakes that has a more elaborate arrangement by co-writer, co-producer than the previous recording did. Quote, it's been one year since we escaped the real world together and imagined ourselves someplace simpler, Swift wrote on her social media accounts. With tall, tall trees and salt air where you're allowed to wear lace nightgowns that make you look like a Victorian ghost every day and no one will side-eye you because no one is around. It's just you and your imaginary cabin and the stories you make up to pass the time. To say thank you for all you have done to make this album what it was, I wanted to give you the original version of The Lakes. Happy one-year anniversary to Rebecca. Betty, Inez, James, Augustine, and the lives we all created around them. Happy anniversary, folklore. The existence of an alternative version had recently been brought to light in an interview with Antonoff in which he said that Swift had had nixed his original production of the song. In a cover story in Billboard, he said, On one of my favourite songs on folklore, The Lakes, there was this big orchestral version and Taylor was like, eh, make it small. I had gotten lost in the string arrangement and all this stuff and I took everything out. I was just like, oh my god, we we were not together because that record was made remotely, but I remember being in the studio alone thinking, oh my god, this is so perfect. So I know this may not be like a huge news story for some, but I do think this weekend when the anniversary passed, I was like, oh my gosh, it's been a year since Folklore. And I really feel like that album just changed a lot in the year that was 2020 but it also changed a lot for taylor swift herself so um i have listened to the lakes uh the orchestral original version however you want to call it and it is gorgeous i do think the lakes version that we did know before is also really pretty it's definitely I i thought it was interesting that it was a bonus track in general like i think it's one of the best songs on folklore um but yeah I'm just really I mean, happy. I can't believe that it's, it's been a year since I converted to I the religion that is Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We should have celebrated. I know. Have a little folklore party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I haven't actually listened to the song yet, um, but I definitely will be in the coming days. Yes, please. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's wild to think that it's been a year since folklore came out. Crazy. It seems like so much longer than that, but nowhere near as long as a year like it's weird it is so weird. time is an illusion it is an illusion <laughs> but i also think back to like you know a year ago like before folklore came out 
where sort of Taylor Swift was at. Obviously, before Folklore, we had Lover, which came out in 2019. And I feel like everyone sort of had this perception of her, of like her music, and no one expected anything like Folklore. And God, no. Now, like, I, I definitely think Folklore and, of course, with Evermore, um, they, they're both staples for her now. And I feel like that's going to be the new perception that people sort of think of when they think of Taylor Swift. Yeah, definitely. That is a really good way to wrap that up. I yeah, think. 100%. Amazing. But yes, of course, we had to find a way to mention Halsey and Taylor Swift in yeah. our podcast. <laughs> um, but that brings us to the end of our What's Trending segment. So now we'll go into Under a Rock and Maddie will kick us off. All right, so I'm kind of ashamed about this one, guys. Um, <laughs> so this is going to be a big, <laughs> big one for me. Um, so my under a rock this week is called Greek Tragedy by the Wombats. So the reason I'm laughing as, <laughs> as I say this is because if you know anything about music ever you'd know that the wombats are a pretty big band pretty big pretty big and greek tragedy is probably one of their most famous songs yeah um and i have maybe heard the first two lines and that's it um so and mind you this song was released like six years ago Mm -hmm. so again i am very much under a rock in this in this sense so i thought it was very very appropriate for this segment um so i finally gotten on the bandwagon of the wombats and i really like this song for <laughs> many like many of you will probably understand why um it is like it's so cool and i just i don't know i don't i don't know why it's taken me so long <laughs> to I, listen to them i mean i love it was funny because before we started <laughs> this recording, is very embarrassing i love this and i will be telling this story <laughs> so many times before we started recording um maddie was like okay so I think you'll know this song, What My Under a Rock Is, but I'm going to play it. I won't tell you what it is, and I'll see if you can recognize it. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this could be. Yeah, and you're like, oh, are you sure I'll recognize yeah. it? Yeah. I'm like, I'm, sh- I'm pretty certain yeah. you Because <laughs> she's like, I was like, is it by a band that I like? And she's like, I mean, you haven't mentioned them before, so I don't know. So that's why I was just like, it could literally be anything. Literally be anything. And then... Literally, like, a second play. Not even. It took her, like, the first three notes. <laughs> and now she was like, oh, it's a Greek tragedy. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's a Greek tragedy by the Wombats. And Maddie just started cracking I paused up. it and I started pissing myself <laughs> laughing. Because, I mean, yeah, it is such a recognisable song, especially if you're a fan of the Wombats, which I am. Um, they're such a, yeah, they're such a staple Obviously, they're not Australian, but I was saying to Maddie, I definitely think they're a sh- they're a staple in like Australian music. Yeah, they may as well be, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By um, the sounds of it, especially because they're so big on like Triple J and they've headlined a lot of festivals here. So yeah, um, I think it's just so funny that we're at this point now, six it's years later. A, it's such a groovy song. I it understand is. why it's so popular. It's good. It's a very good song. Yeah, hundred percent. It is such an earworm. Yeah, but mm. there, but there you go, guys. I've finally listened to it, and I I like it. I hope you, <laughs> hope you enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, under a rock, Greek tragedy by the Wombats. Vivian, what's yours? So, my under a rock. I'm cheating a little bit, guys. <laughs> 
But you know, we make our own rules here. Exactly. <laughs> this is our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Exactly. So my under rock this week is called Renegade by Big Red Machine featuring Taylor Swift. I know, I know. Now Whoa. before you get your pitchforks, let me just explain. <laughs> <What> underrated artist. <laughs> So Big Red Machine is actually a folk duo. So it's Aaron Dessner and Justin Vernon. So Justin Vernon, as I'm assuming most of you guys know, is Bonnevere. And then Aaron Dessner is from The National. And then, of course, both of them were on like producing credits with Folklore. And obviously, Justin Vernon did, a, did a Exile and Evermore. And, you know, so that's, that's out there. We know this. Um, but what I didn't know was that they were... <laughs> folk duo yeah so technically this is this counts it's new it's new no one knows about it (laughs) this counts as under a rock um (laughs) so this song renegade came out i think it came out about a month ago and it's funny because the majority of the song is taylor swift singing on it but the production is um big red machine and then of course towards the end we also have i believe it's justin's vocals yeah i'm pretty sure because it does sound like him um and it's just such a pretty such a pretty song and it's interesting because it does give me a lot like big folklore and evermore vibes in terms of like the production it's not huge it's not ambitious in that way but it's it's very different as well for taylor swift and that's why obviously it's not her song but there's this really beautiful guitar like that plays underneath and it's so simple but yeah it's so effective when you hear it it's just like oh every time it comes in it's just such a cool thing to hear that and then as well like with the actual song and the lyricism i'm a huge fan of it's such an interesting song it's it's mainly mainly talking about like how you know two people are in a relationship but one person isn't fully in and you know it's sort of talking about like how the other person feels and you know they're sort of questioning whether this relationship is really meant to be and i think in true taylor swift's like style she always knows how to sort of capture like a specific feeling and just put it into words and i'm obsessed yeah i am really impressed by this song actually i wasn't sure what to expect but i am super super like happy with how this song turned out and that guitar part is just oh my god it's just gorgeous and I think just the whole thing is really, really cohesive and it just like everything sits so well. Like no part of like the instrumental is like overbearing and like it's just all really like layered really, really nicely. And I think like it's just, yeah, an overall great song, I mm, think. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm kind of interested to hear, I think they're releasing a new album, um, Big Red Machine. And then I think they also said that they have another Taylor Swift collaboration coming out. So that'll be interesting to see if it's sort of along the same lines as Renegade. But yeah, so this is my Under a Rock for this week, Renegade by Big Red Machine featuring Taylor Swift. Um, So now we will go into Caught My Ear and I will kick us off. So my song for this week is called Sad But True by St. Vincent. So after last week um, with... (laughs) Continuing on the theme. (laughs) Yeah, continuing the Metallica, the Black Album re-release cover album. um, After Nothing Else Matters, I I was sort of like, oh, I wonder if there's any other covers that have come out. And then Sad But True um, by St. Vincent had come out and I was very upset that I didn't come across it before. (laughs) But here we are. You were like heartbroken. I really was. You were so, so upset. (laughs) 
because you guys know I love St. Vincent and yeah, this song by Metallica is, I feel like it is such a staple in their discography. It's such a like driving, very sort of dark brooding type of song. Yeah. Um, it's kind of got like a little bit of like a horror theme to it. And I feel like St. Vincent's take on it very much amplifies that with the production, like, so in the original, the guitar riff really does drive the song forward, but in St. Vin- Vincent's version, it's like a dark sort of synth that plays underneath it. Yeah. And it's got these really sort of like 80s type percussion, and it sounds so like brooding and a little bit scary, like, yeah, if that makes it does. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you mix in um, St. Vincent's vocals as well, like, it's the effect that's on them really does amplify that as well. And I just think it's such a cool take on the song because yeah, I love St. Vincent and um, as well as that, you can also hear her do a couple of solos, which is really, really cool because as I've said on the podcast before, she's a really great guitarist and I feel like in a lot of her music, she doesn't really show off that skill, but you can definitely hear it in the song. Yeah. I think the thing that makes it really like that kind of horror theme I think is like how like stretched out everything is like everything feels like it's kind of dragging yes and especially the way that St. Vincent sings in this track like the beginnings of her phrases and the words they kind of like stretch out like Mm. like she doesn't like attack it really quickly like it's sort of like really really delayed and like she's kind of dragging everything out which kind of like makes it a little bit more creepy I think it's it's a really really interesting way to sort of put that feeling into the song yeah that's actually such a good way to put it because when you compare it to the original I do think the production in the original really does make it that sort of like creepy vibe The vocals don't really do that, whereas in this cover version it does. But yeah, yeah, I'm such a huge fan and I can't wait for the full like album to come out because uh, we I don't know if we mentioned this last week, but apparently there's going to be a Mac DeMarco cover of Enter Sandman, which (laughs) we just, I just (laughs) don't even know how that's going to turn out, but um, I'm excited to hear it. So that is my caught my ear for this week. Sad But True by St. Vincent. Maddie, what is your comp here? Okay, so um, along with the cheating vibes, <laughs> um, <laughs> the loophole vibes, if you will. Yes. <laughs> um, my caught my, my ear this week is called Believe in Yourself by The Magic Gang. But if you don't know what the Believe in Yourself song is, it's actually the Arthur theme song. <laughs> A classic. A classic children's cartoon TV show. Yep. That was my entire childhood. Yep. Um, and it's been covered by the Magic Gang, who I believe are a British band um, that I've never heard of before. Um, but they've done such an awesome song. Oh. Um, awesome take on this song. And, like, it's so, like, beachy, indie vibes. It's really, really slow and laid back. And it's just, like so nostalgic listening to this like Arthur theme song being like recreated in this way it's yeah. so so cool because it came up on like my Discover Weekly like the uh, like I've been sitting on this for like a month I've been <laughs> waiting to show Vivian for so long um <laughs> and so I've been listening to this track and like it just came up and I was like hold on a second I know this what's going on it's like my ch- something like unlocked this part of my brain that kind of was like oh my god 
It's yeah. my childhood all over again. Oh, 100%. Like, and very similar to how when she, um, when she played me Greek tragedy, she also <laughs> was like, okay, let's see if you can recognize this song. Surely you should. Yeah. And again, I was just like, the Arthur theme song? <laughs> <laughs> you were so confused about it too. You're like, am I going insane? Yeah. Like, because is this it? <laughs> I've never, I've never heard a cover of that. Of course, I've only heard the original in when I was watching Arthur. Obviously. Um, and it is such a great song. And it's like it, the original version, I think is such a great song. It's such, it's so easy to sing along <laughs> yeah. to. It's such a fun song. But what I like about this cover is that listening to it, if you don't know the original, you wouldn't think that it's a children's TV show Not theme song. No. And I think that's, you know, the mark of a great cover is that you, when you can completely make it your own, but still sort of have the hints and the charm of the original in there. Yeah, it's so vibey. I love it. It's, it's so, vibey. so, so cool. So shout out to the Magic Gang, who've done an absolutely <laughs> awesome job of covering Believe in Yourself, the Arthur theme song. Um, but that is it for our Caught My Ear segment. And normally... We end the podcast, but yes. guys, we've got another recommendation. Um, so this track is called Where Were You by a band called All Regards. So this song has just dropped, I think, in the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, it's their new single, their second single, I believe. Um, and this band is from Melbourne. So um, we love a good Aussie. Yes. Aussie trio. Um, and I have never heard of this song or this band before, but listening to the song, I was like, this is really, really good. Cause I don't listen to this music at mm. all. It's not my, yeah. not my vibe, not my genre. But as I was like listening to it, I was like, you know what? Like I could actually put, like have this in my normal rotation. Cause I was really, really enjoying it. The drums, fab, oh, amazing, powerful, so, so good. Like. The vocals were really, really amazing. And then just everything else, like the guitar and everything just fit. And like the bass just fits so well together. I Mm. really, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, all regards. They're such a cool band. And I'm so sort of keen to see where they go um, from here. I was really lucky to review their first song, um, Trainwreck. And they sort of are described as like a pop punk inspired type of band. So like they call like blink 182 stand atlantic slowly slowly their influences and that first song um train wreck i definitely think very much amplified that and replicated that whereas i feel like with this song where were you it's a different take for them and i think this is really cool because they're sort of showcasing they're the another side of them and i think that's what you should do when you're releasing you know your first couple of songs just showcase you know the, the different evolution that you have and it's such a fun song like I think it's really cool, like Maddie said, the drums are really, really powerful, and I really do think they steal the show in this song. Um, and then when you pair that with the strong vocals as well, it's such a like powerful chorus that yeah. when it just hits you, you just want to like sing along to it. I know. It's, it's so good. So, so good. And I also want to point out that the solo is so cool i was not expecting it it's so different and i'm not like we we're not sure if it's 
a guitar solo or a keyboard solo. I'm leaning towards keyboard, but you know, let us know all regards. What yeah, <laughs> just send us a message after this. Yeah, and let us know what's what's the solo. Um, but it's so different. Like it's it's almost feels like it shouldn't work, but it works so well with all the other elements. I love all the pitch shifting and yeah. stuff. How it kind of like slides through the chromatic. Oh, it's so yeah. so good, so awesome. But yeah, that's our recommendation. Thank you for all regards to recommending this song. Where were you? Please listen to it. It's yes. great. Um, but that's it for the episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You can check us out on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, wherever you get your podcast fix. And you can follow us on social media at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that is where you can send us your recommendations. It's really easy. We're super responsive and we will literally react to anything that's the whole point of this podcast yeah and we really do enjoy listening to what you guys have been listening to and you can also let us know what you thought about the songs that we brought up in the podcast whether you agree or disagree we'd love to hear any and all your thoughts but until then you can see us on monday for a brand new episode bye guys see ya